I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Tribulation Farce, a podcast about the Left Behind series, the religious rights obsession with the apocalypse, and hopefully the humor therein. I'm your host, Tim Lanning, and with me is Jennifer Cheek. Hello, everyone. Hello. So this is our second episode. We've done it. We've done it. Um, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who has downloaded the show and told friends about it. Um, it's it's exciting yeah. to see people responding to it. It makes me really happy to see that this is also cathartic <laughs> for other people. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty great seeing the reaction and even seeing some people who like know what I'm talking about, but about spoilers yes, and things I, like that. I saw a fun spoiler thread. Yeah, like... It, it was <laughs> about a knife? About some sort of knife. <laughs> about a magic knife. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know, maybe this is important. And then the uh, other people are like, ooh, ooh, funny gifts here and there. So I've, I've I've already found a character that I said I, I liked a lot that dies in this <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, we got, yeah, we're going to talk so, about that. <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty fun trying to match that original memory to what what, what we had when we started and so far it's been a hundred percent spot on spot no on, comments no issues uh we uh yeah you know if you you can uh, leave a review and all that good stuff it's super helpful for new podcasts obviously tell friends about it i feel like a show like this uh exists much better on word of mouth exactly, than it yeah. does because no one's no one's looking up left behind and if they are they're not going to like this show. No, exactly. So, yeah, tell your other buds who are interested in right-wing uh, religious craziness to come on over. Yeah. The water's warm. Yeah, so this week we're talking about chapters two and three. We just had the rapture happen. Yes. On the world's horniest airplane. <laughs> but also maybe one of the most Christian airplanes, as we'll come to find out as we're reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a little more data and all that stuff, but so these tra- these next two chapters are post rapture, everybody. So yeah. we, we were living in a pre rapture world, right? And now we're we're after it. Everything's and, different. And boy, I hope you don't need to make a phone call. <laughs> you will not be able to get through the line. So uh, one cool thing about this podcast and the fact that it's every other week is that by the time we record again, I've gotten time to get even madder about mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and since we last recorded, uh, politically shit is bad. There was mm-hmm. another school shooting. Uh, there is a huge push against Roe versus Wade. It's, we're probably, it's probably gonna be struck down. Mm-hmm. Shit is bad. Um, so uh, before we get into what happened in these chapters, I wanted to do a little zoom out of why this shit matters. <laughs> Again, like, why are we doing this Left Behind podcast? That's fun. Um, I, uh, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but Tim LaHaye was absolutely critical in the rise of the moral majority, which was the political group that intentionally connected evangelicals and Republicans, which had not been done before and specifically made abortion a big issue for evangelicals which they had not cared about at all right it's weird to think about as 35 36 year olds is is uh evangelicals didn't really care about abortion before no and in fact no one really cared about abortion like pre like 1800 something like the catholics didn't care about it either mm. back then which i didn't realize so so i got uh some of this information i have been re- started reading a book called the power worshipers inside fun. yeah inside the dangerous rise of religious nationalism by Catherine stewart and it's very good so far uh and and what spurred me on to kind of talk about this was listening to the book so i don't know how you read all this shit like- uh this it's it's bad in there it's bad in my brain 
this is why I vacillate wildly between books like this and then watching just the absolute worst Lifetime movies you can conceive mm-hmm. of. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think Jerry Falwell is any worse than anyone on 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> some more impact <laughs> um so so one fun thing that i wanted to bring up was that while tim lahaye was head of the moral majority he founded this group called the council for national policy in 1981 two great names you yeah know. yeah, uh, yeah he's already obviously really good at naming things moral majority. <laughs> he is yeah man he is, he's a killer at it um and the council for national policy is a secretive networking group for conservative and republican activists boys will be boys you know how they do. Um, it's actually like really difficult to find out membership because that's a big thing. And it is keeping the membership private. <laughs> right. They don't, they don't need to leak the deets of who, you know, est off. Who, they don't want it to happen. It, like it did happen. There was a leak in 2020. Oh, that's what? Um, oh, wow. Yes, recently. So what I wanted to just do. So, so yeah. So this is a very powerful organization of people whose name, a lot of the names you don't recognize because they're just like business dudes. Yeah. But I wanted to list out some of the key names of this organization that Tim LaHaye started. Tim okay. LaHaye, who wrote this book. Okay. All right. Let's start off. Jerry Falwell, obviously. All they're, right. They're gotta buds. Give him, gotta give him up. Yeah, he's, they're buds. He's a cool guy. Reverend Pat Robertson. Another another win. Phyllis Schlafly. I know that name. She is the woman who led the anti-feminist movement. Movement. Okay. Yes. She's yeah. very bad. Uh, Steve Bannon. Okay, that's my main man. He, uh, freaking, uh, started a World of Warcraft yeah. gold <laughs> company, so. Yeah. Kellyanne Conway. I know that name. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Thomas, aka Jenny Thomas, aka Clarence Thomas's wife, who is a key player in Stop the Steel. Um, very cool. That's cool. Uh, Charlie Kirk, co-founder and executive director of Turning Point USA. I don't like him. Yep. Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council. I feel like he's going to come up again also. Yeah, Tony Perkins. He's also a fuck. Right. He's one of those fucks that kind of rolls in Tim LaHaye's zone of like, we're not out here, you know, blowing up our spot like Pat Robertson does. Right, right. Or like Jerry Fall, but he's still a very critical person. I want to be behind the scenes doing my evils. (laughs) Exactly. I don't need to be on Fox News. Maybe he's on Fox News all the time. I mean, he probably is. Who fucking knows? And then the two that, mm, just the one-two punch. Number one, we got Amway co-founder Richard DeVos. Oh, what? What's that last name? Oh, she he's the father-in-law of Betsy DeVos. And then speaking of her, another person, Elsa Prince. Was a member of the National uh, Council for National Policy. She's the mother of Blackwater founder Eric Prince and the mother of Bessie DeVos, Secretary Whoa. of Education under the Trump admin. It's this is only funny. some of them. Like I actually was trying to research. I'm like, are the Koch brothers members? And I like could not find it. I'm sure they are. They've yeah. got to be. But I don't. I didn't see something definitive if not, in my initial are. research. Exactly. So all that to say is, like, I think it can be really easy. To talk about Left Behind and Tim LaHaye is like, oh, this is so silly and like they're so stupid. They're just like bomb ass books that are fun <laughs> as hell. <laughs> they're to read. so fun. Yeah. Um, but no, like he was very plugged into the political machinations that have uh, put us here now. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, it's not just a great book that's fun to read. Uh, <laughs> it's also a little bit of a history lesson of. Sort of, I guess you call it the boring Christian Illuminati. Yes. Yeah, I think that is a good way to describe it. Yeah, I try to throw in the term boring so people aren't like, well, it's not actually the Illuminati. It's like, I know it's not the Illuminati. Yeah, it's like way less cool Illuminati. It's it's really stupid and, like, worthless. But, you know, uh, much like uh, Left Behind being a bestseller, uh, the Republicans and – and right wing folks are are killing it out there. Oh my god! So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. my main man doesn't does not miss. You know, he's always founding uh, great uh, uh, books and yeah, yeah, yeah. groups and things like that. Except for again, he does not anymore because he is dead. He is dead. He is dead. Yeah, so. he is. Uh, he's in hell, and that's funny. To, yes, to me. Tim, do you want to just get into chapter two? Let's do it. So we we cut back into chapter two right after the end of chapter one. That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying that. I'm like, why am I saying this out loud? <laughs> um, but we we start with Buck, who is noticing now that a lot of people have disappeared from the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we mentioned some because we 
last episode we read chapter one and two, yes. but we're like, oh wow, too much stuff is happening in chapter one. Plus, we kind of have to introduce the show broadly speaking. So let's just do chapter one. So we've, you know, we've hinted at some of these things that the book kind of switches into a slightly like a, a, a low key horror book. It's like a disaster, right? Like a disaster movie. And I, and I, I was thinking, like, man, wasn't this like the era of like? I thought there were so many like disaster movies that were very popular in this time period. Yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. I mean, uh, so this came out in like ninety five or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And a slight correction on some of the things we said on the first episode. I had no idea that these books were huge before nine yeah. eleven. I think that was me sort of like revisionist history. Like thinking it, it must have been that but that caused I'm them. Pretty sure that Kirk Cameron movie came on two thousand. So now maybe they're still connected to nine eleven, and that's why it happened. Probably. <laughs> I mean, shit. Well, there's maybe. not. There is an argument <laughs> to be made. Unfortunately, that uh, you know. Well, I will say that um, the uh, the Council for National. God, I keep forgetting. Council for National Policy was absolutely critical in getting George Bush elected. So, so and he did nine eleven. And he did nine eleven. <laughs> so, ipso facto, it's Tim LaHaye's fault. Thank you. Thank you. The broad point of, the, of this chapter is we're checking in on what actually happened on this flight, and we yes. do get to, uh, just a peek at the outside world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Buck Buck is thinking like, oh, maybe it's like a technological, like a terrorist attack, right. like like the enemy are sending like beams. They're doing like Star Trek shit. Yeah, yeah. There's a movie I watch. I don't know what it is, but it's a comedy. And the evil bad guy wanted to create a uh, contraption that uh-huh. made everyone nude. So uh-huh. if he can do that, then you yes. know he can do the opposite, which is taking the body without yeah. the clothes. Like, shit, I I, I switched the wrong. Yeah, <laughs> he actually just took the people. Yeah. Um, Rayford makes contact with another pilot who's flying the opposite direction, I think. And he finds out that while that plane has 50 people missing, his plane has 100. Yeah, that's So wild. that's what I'm saying. This is a Christian plane. <laughs> there's so many people missing. <laughs> Did they say, like, how many people were total on the plane? I don't know how big plane. It was a big plane because they talked plane. about it having two stories. Yeah, it's one of those giant uh, two-story international flight planes. So anywhere between... 101, I, I, 103 at least to like 500, 400. I, don't I know. couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't know about planes. Yeah, um, but I think it's also a really good choice uh, to kind of set this apocalyptic rapture on board what is essentially a submarine. Yeah, right. It's it's a what do you call that when the the episode of a TV is just in the one a bottle episode. It's a bottle episode, but it's a chapter, a bottle yeah. chapter. It Cause, is because it's all on the plane. Because it's like, how do we, you know, how do we isolate our people so we can just focus on this? It's like, well, put them on an airplane. And also, let's set the book in nowadays times, which is 1994, and it's super hard to communicate. Yeah. So it's like, we, you know, we zoom in on this, like, the cabin, uh, and around Buck's seat, and then we get, like, reports from Hattie. And then we zoom out a little bit, the entire plane, and then we get touch to touch base with another plane flying over. The Atlantic, and it's like getting wider and wider and wider, and it's just like and this. like easing us into the apocalypse right. that is about to become clear. And one of my favorite like tropes from apocalypse movies, you know, zombie stuff and like that, is when you sh- you get the the crawl of the news feed. That's yes, like, yes. Oh, so what happened here? Well, government still not sure. Martial law declared, stuff like that. Yeah, that's definitely just like bubbling in the background, like throughout this and the next chapter. Yeah, and I think the the big thing to take away is that like. Pilots are the ultimate dudes. They're all good. Yeah, man. They're just chatting away. And the one thing that made me lose my mind is that every single baby uh, disappeared. Yes. <laughs> all of them. Every baby. And Hattie is like crying to bug. Like, oh, my God, all the little babies are gone. Because, yeah. you know, she's an hysterical woman. And they love crying about babies. Uh, 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 12 babies on the plane. Talk about the flight from hell. Oh, no, thanks. Man, that was a peaceful <laughs> yeah. flight. I've yeah. am I right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, they have to turn around. They can't go to, to the United Kingdom because they're like it's fucked. Yeah, everything's fucked, man. And they're because at first Rayford's like, "Well, I'll go back to New York," and they're like, "No way, man. They won't let you in. You got to go to Chicago." And I think a, an ongoing theme is that New York fucking sucks. <laughs> Uh, because that feels like a very like right wing yeah, like talking point. It's way too <laughs> Chicago rules. Uh, it, yeah, New York is like worldly. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's 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 a liberal elite left coast. Right. Right. And yeah, because that's what like the UN is and stuff like that. So yeah, he's having to fo- turn around because he has just enough. 
gas to get there. And it is really funny, that vibe of like, okay, are we going to up the stakes a little bit? No, not really. But then they're like, let's up the stakes and make that Nicolas Cage movie. Dude, it is hilarious. The whole Nicolas Cage movie ends at like basically the end of chapter two of the book. That rocks. The whole movie is just about landing the plane. I kind of get it. But not really. But well, because I guess you don't have to get that much into the, like, rapture aspect of it if you just do it up yeah. to the plane landing. Yeah, but even in the book, he was just like, this is going to be hard. Next chapter. <laughs> yeah, he was like, well, I don't well, know if I can do it. Yeah. Uh, it appears he has landed the plane and it is fine. <laughs> in, and, you know, it, we continue on the the vibe of not quite knowing the author's intent with the way that they write Rayford and the way that they write Buck. Yeah. Like, cause again, we are pre them getting saved. Right. So, so are still bad boys. Still bad boys. So anytime they do something that we hate them for and it's super annoying, is that just because they're bad it's boys? Cause they don't have the Lord in them. Right. Cause they each have like, just the way they talk, just the way they sort of phrase thing is so douchey. I don't think that's going to get any better. Oh yeah. <laughs> saved i don't think so yeah buck is like a real creep in this chapter it's insane he so he he does a little electrical engineering um to try to hook up his computer to the in-flight phone and he bribes bribes is a little unkind actually to buck he basically is like hey hattie don't rat me out uh and i'll try to get in touch with your family too beautiful hattie beautiful hattie he calls her beautiful hattie out loud to her face like grabs her hand and holds it it's um but it it was a different time oh, you know yeah yeah it was a different you time, 30 years 1994. ago you would just say it was in the the hey, distant past hey toots grab your hand <laughs> yeah no this broad here won't let me hook up my computer I, to the in-flight phone right because buck is basic because like old airplanes had like these weird phones on them and buck is r- <laughs> ripping out the wiring <laughs> and connecting it to his old ass laptop well, which okay in this situation like Probably let it slide, man. Come like, on, man. You're, you're in an emergency situation. But the whole thing with airlines and, and airports is is not safety. It's control. Am I right? So wow, that's so true. We, we, we've all seen Fight Club. The air is to calm you down. That's it. <laughs> so Hattie has to like – Show, you know, show everyone who's boss or else you're going to have a mutiny on board this plane because there's no babies on it or nothing. Right, exactly. And and actually, speaking of, of calming people down, there's a really great <laughs> quote uh, from Rafer because he's, he's making a whole announcement to be like, okay, guys, cast out of the bag. Uh, a lot of people have disappeared everywhere. Right. Shit's weird. And this is where we're, we get a lot of the people are screaming, but people are still sleeping and people are like dazed. Yeah. And I don't doubt that that was, is probably, oddly enough, an accurate portrayal of what, of what would happen, right? Yeah. Of like someone just shouts, but like planes muffle things so much that you're like, huh? Like, oh, Greg is gone. Okay, whatever. <laughs> what, maybe he's in the lab. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so at this point, uh, I'm just going to read a little quote. He complimented everyone on remaining calm and avoiding hysterics. Although he had received reports of doctors on board who handed out Valium like candy. That, yeah, that part rocked. <laughs> Like, again, this is just such a, like, boomer brain being like, you know, doctors are just always handing out Valium. Yeah. Like, they love giving out drugs for free. Right, because, again, I think it's uh, uh, Jenkins and LaHaye getting to be a little naughty, right? Having a little sensual sort of uh, vice in their story where, hey, man, there's no Christians left, so everyone abusing drugs is okay. Yeah, exactly. And that's extremely, like, oh, who would take prescription drugs for their brain? Yeah. Like, that's so evil and but wicked. The idea that, that doctors just have a fuck ton of Valium yeah. on them. I mean, maybe that's what it was like. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we're doctors traveling with sacks of Valium maybe. back in the 90s. Like. I was only nine and I didn't, I was not around doctors or Valium much. So yeah. maybe this part is true. Who knows? I think it's funny. I mean, it really shows probably what the more majority parties were like, I bet. No Valium. No, lots of Valium. <laughs> oh, that's probably true. Yeah. So, yeah, the, Rayford now is like, all right, I got to do this daring landing into a fucked up crowded runway. And they, like, dip below the clouds and see the skyline of Chicago and it's just, like, on fire. Yeah. I <laughs> I was – I mean, I guess – I just don't know how many Christians they, they are. I guess there's – That is the – and that is really the question, isn't it? Like, yeah. that, how many Christians that would be going to – 
heaven in this reality that it counts. Yeah. Like, not like your mainline Protestant, right. but your evangelicals who well, are born again that the yeah. Lord would take. Well, I think, you know, in this context, we sort of have to broaden it a little bit because nowadays it's like, well, a lot of, a lot of Christians are like huge assholes. <laughs> So I think we have to be like, okay, yeah, the people that storm the Capitol and go to church every Sunday, they still get to go to heaven. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, uh, in that in in this worldview, yes. Yeah. So you know, I guess I mean, if you have like a, like twenty people out of a hundred disappear, that's going to cause chaos. So I'm curious what the assumption is. I I assume we're going to get a stat some time later. Yeah. Well, they start to talk about in the next chapter, which we'll get into, like, the different effects in different places, depending mm. on the concentration of Christians. So, yeah, the the, the end of this, cha- this, this chapter and the next chapter are super fucking depressing if you kind of, like, put your skeptic hat off and just kind of, if you approach it as sort of some schlocky airport reading, right? Right, right. It is like a really depressing, scary thing. You know, if we approach it as a book and not, you know, isn't it funny that Left Behind exists and stuff like that? Because yeah, you know, this idea, there's nothing more like psychologically terrifying than the fact that every baby disappears. Oh yeah. I mean, again, like think about The Leftovers and like, that, I mean, and I think that's why these books were so compelling. And I even found myself being like, damn, like, what would happen? Like, people would be driving and the cars would, they'd be disappeared and they would crash and like right. people's cars get stuck. And right. like, what other crazy thing, like, would the pilots disappear from the plane and the plane crashes? Yeah. Cause the, they make it sound like is, it's just like a war zone. Yeah. Where, Everyone, I mean, the traffic makes total sense to me, you know. Yes, and like it just cars takes, being like just stuck, like them right. having to get people to if, like drive them out. If there's like one car accident, that can fuck up everything. Yeah. And if you have who knows how many car accidents with who knows how many, you know, deaths, right? Or like people who like mommy didn't disappear, but she was yelling at her kids and the kids disappeared and like, ah. Right, um, right. It's, it's, it is interesting because the leftovers took it the opposite uh, approach, which is go wide from a small yes. town right and and then kind of go specific um ind- individually like 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 lost where you kind of go into each character's backstory mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that and they do literally have like characters who are just screaming because they've lost their babies yeah and i don't think in that world every baby disappeared because in that world basically it's random yeah um, ex- ex- yeah exactly that is it is a different scenario but so. i do think that the leftovers to left behind sort of overlap is super interesting. And I don't remember everything that happens in the, uh, left behind books, but we, uh, you know, leftovers is somewhat recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an HBO. Definitely show. recommend watching really, it. It's really very good. good. Yeah. It's crazy good. Um, and that's basically, it's like, what if the rapture happened, but it wasn't just Christians? And, right. You and know, they don't know why. Yeah. Like right. no one knows so why. Like a, in that, sh- in that show, a lot of Christians kill themselves because, this it's like this was the rapture and I didn't make and I it. I didn't make it. But like, but so did yeah. that guy. And that guy was obviously not a Christian, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so do you want to get into the next chapter then? Yeah. Like continue the 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 action. Yeah, and I also thought that it was funny the way that Rayford talks about the landing. It's like it's gonna be tough, but I can do it. No big deal. And then it just was like it happens, <laughs> yeah. like no fanfare. But there is a lot of discussion in this chapter about how planes work. Again, yeah. like how planes work. Like it, it just felt to me like someone was showing off that they had done research on planes. Yeah got to i mean if you're gonna get paid to write about planes you know you're gonna like just go sicko mode and i mean i get it no judgment well a little judgment a little judgment i guess so hattie and the crew are telling the passengers how to jump down using the cool inflatable plane slide which which sounds awesome right i mean that is definitely a bonus it sounds like but when buck goes on to describe how he did it (laughs) it's like that sounds really scary it does well and i was laughing at first i got really pissed when i was reading it because he's like to be a leader, like, I went to do it first. I'm like, fuck you, Buck, shut up. Yeah. But then he does it really bad. <laughs> this is the first time that the Lord punishes Buck yes. for being a, such a shithead. <laughs> it's really funny. But, you know, they they have to get through the, I guess you'd say, um, the logic, the sort of bureaucracy of how are we going to get all these people yes. from – our airplane to the terminal. And because the, like, the, the, uh, la- landing strips or whatever are so yeah. crowded, they aren't parked near the terminal. They have to, like, walk. Right. And if there's older people or, like, people who are injured or whatever on board, they have to, like, wait for right. a bus to come pick them up. In, in one of the more douchey ways that Buck is, like, described is he's like, all right, I have to get to the front of the line to show everyone I'm I'm the boss. It's safe. It's safe. I'm a I, leader. I'm a leader. And he's I'm the all, bravest boy on this plane. And he also says, like, 
he, this is another problem to solve. And he's like getting hard off the concept of like, how do I get home faster than all these schmucks? Yes. He's got, he's got journalism to do. He has so much journalism to do that he's like, all right, I'm going to jump off first. <laughs> and he does it so bad that I can't really even picture. So, okay. Does. So I think this is what happened. Cause he talks, basically he overshot. Oh yeah. He jumped too hard. So instead of landing on his butt at the top of the slide, his back hit. And then that caused him to flip. In such a way that let's just say he has a head wound on the back of his head now. Yeah, he kind of flips he around while hold, holding his leather carry-on bag. And no, Buck never <laughs> checks. <laughs> he never checks luggage, never. even he's, on international flights. Yeah, he's, he's just like efficient. so cool. Like he's so cool. He's just like one dude with the single stinkiest pair of underpants. In the yeah, world. oh yeah. <laughs> the way that he just like bashes his head and starts bleeding. It's that was hilarious, and I yeah. did laugh out loud. And, at he, that. and they're like, "Oh, he got up and ran away." As <laughs> Much to show that he was okay as embarrassment. Like, yeah. I was, all right, Jenkins, you, I, you get me again. Yeah, I do like that. That was good and that funny. That was funny. So now we flash over to Rafer, Hattie, and Christopher, who's the first officer. I don't know. I think they'd said his name before. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, man, he hadn't really come up a time. He's the guy that I was like, this guy rules, and yeah. I'm excited to see what well, <laughs> he's, well, he's my friend. Well, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, so they're the, only, they're the only people left on the plane. They've helped everyone get off. And now the Rafer has like a whole boomer breakdown oh my God, so about good. Christopher wanting to get a ride instead of walking. He's like, no crew of mine's going to take a ride from somebody that might need it. It's like, but if it's like empty when they're right. coming by you and like you see a little old lady that needs help, then you'll get off. But like, what is the big deal, dummy? Yeah, especially, you just want to suffer for some reason. Right. Especially at the end of the chapter when he's like, <laughs> I, I, I need to be on the helicopter. Yeah. And, and like the fact that like, sorry, spoiler alert, but Christopher is committing suicide in this chapter. All right. Maybe uh, he's not the guy I thought he was. <laughs> well, My bad. I or have, he survived. I uh, have questions about that because the way they were talking about it was like in rumors, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. let's put a pin So I, I thought this whole diatribe of Rayford, I, it was so bad, but like, I think we're going to get some of these moments where the boomer ass Jenkins and LaHaye. Yes. They can't help but like break from character. Yes. And even though I think Rayford would do something like this. He the, would. I mean, he's but, definitely a boomer. Yeah. So. But he's like, I should write you up for this. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Chris was like, I don't get paid enough for this. What are you talking about? And he's like, don't say that. Yeah. Chris, how uh, you dare should, you? <laughs> you should want to work purely from the goodness of your heart. There's several like weird like caping for capitalism moments right. in this chapter. The, yeah. I mean, you should suffer and walk even though there's empty seats on the shuttles, which they say as they're doing their walk comes up a lot. Yes. They have to turn down several out of stupid ass pride where you could have gotten there yes. sooner and then yes. figured out other things. Yes. Yeah. It just goes to show you that Rayford sucks too in his own way. And yeah, he's a dumbass. He doesn't rule as much as I thought he did. No. I, I am sorry. I mean, he's a boomer. You know? Yeah. You can't help it. But yeah, Christopher's like, fuck this. Uh, I'm going to hop on <laughs> this bus and get a ride. <laughs> I got, I got to get to the, I got to get to the, the terminals faster so I can get, so I can K-word myself. Yeah. I feel like there is like a, just an ongoing like thing in these books of, the non-Christians getting punished for their bad actions and yeah. like the book almost taking delight in their misery and like the pain yeah. they're going through, like yeah. for the the bad unbelievers, the ones that are not going to get saved soon. Yeah, no, totally. I think, well, again, like we've said, part of the book is a, uh, a, a gospel for people as a way to like get people saved because you want reading these books, you want to be a, a, a scared into getting saved now, yes. not waiting. Cause what if you, are left behind and then the plane you're on crashes because the pilot was a christian yeah what if you are which is god's fault by the way like just want to like put that out there <laughs> like you didn't need to do all this god man. could have waited until that indonesian soccer team wasn't playing soccer <laughs> yeah what the fuck yeah yeah and then hattie walks with rayford too again because it's like well it's it's almost seemed like you don't think that your 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 flight attendants are part of the crew, and I'm I'm show you that I'm a big yeah. Guy. She's like, don't talk to me like I'm a little woman, which he absolutely does do, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and it's really annoying. So hashtag feminism, hashtag hashtag girl boss, Hattie Durham. Yeah, Jenkins is, is an ally for this one. <laughs> yeah, so they get to O'Hare finally, and she is crazy inside. Yeah, and they've implied that like this is the only working airport. And it's like the only one that's like accepting planes coming in right. for some reason, it, which I don't understand. It why. made it sound like all of America, but O'Hare is the only working airport in America. Yeah, it's like I mean, wait. doesn't O'Hare have a lot of like international flights and stuff like 
coming out of it. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know what the connection even is here. Atlanta's but. the biggest airport, or the most, the busiest airport, and I wouldn't be surprised if O'Hare is like in the top. I feel like five it's up in there. America. I don't know, but regardless, it it's is probably that. Tim LaHaye got like a good coffee there or something. Right. They can't, they can't give any shout. No one can come to St. Louis International yeah. Lambert Airport. Come on. Come on. We got an airport we got two too, terminals. man. We got two terminals. Southwest and the other one. <laughs> what more do you go. need? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, yeah, so they get to the terminal. It's crazy. Everyone's, like, trying to uh, – are in, like, crazy lines trying to get to the phone. Like, food is running out. They're talking about looting, like, in the shops <laughs> where so people funny. disappeared, where they the, the raptured good Christians got raptured and then everyone came into looting. Right. If if the Newport News clerk <laughs> gets raptured <laughs> – Yes, the I Hudson think, News or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think you're allowed to steal the water bottles and magazines. I, I and think stuff. you could – yeah, I think you're allowed to steal the bags of – Cheez-Its from yeah. the Hudson News. Hey, because <laughs> they're stealing from us with those prices. <laughs> right? So All right, everybody. Uh, we find out that uh, pilots have access to helicopters that can take them to hospitals and police stations near Sick. their homes. Sick. Uh, because this is the part that really just uh, uh, fucking flabbergasted me. A woman is, like, speaking on behalf of the airline and says to Rayford, as of right now, we have no word of the cancellation of any flights except for the remainder of today. It's your responsibility to be back here for your next flight or to call in and find out its status. Like, lady, there is literally like a yeah. whole chunk of people disappeared and you're like, get back to work tomorrow morning, yeah. bitch. This is COVID. Like, uh, you have to <laughs> yeah. use your own PTO yeah. to take time off because the government shut down and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. It's, this line is insane and uh, I guess it could be interpreted as – some people are just trying to go as normal, but like, come on. It's like, like, is this a good idea? Like, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah, look all around you. The phones would, don't work. I would assume if this happened, it'd be at least a week of like no flights anywhere. Right. They can't, they can't land any more planes because it's getting full and they're crashing every now and again. Yeah. I don't know. And they're talking about like, obviously like lots of staff are gone, like the air traffic controllers and shit. Yeah. But it's your responsibility to call in even though phones don't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, you, you we're sending you home on a helicopter, and it's your job to figure out how to get back. It's like, I don't know where my car is. Like, but. how's that? How's this supposed to fucking work? Yeah, oh, capitalism, man. Yeah, that 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 was dumb. But at least maybe you're supposed to think it's insane too, and not agree with her. Which I hey. don't think so. I think it's like I don't know. I don't even know if it's like a judgment thing, like or a value judgment. I think it's just like we're gonna get back to work in the morning. Yeah, I think it's just like them being like tr- trying to get back to normal and trying to think like things aren't so as bad stupid. as it is, lying to themselves. Yeah. Uh, we know we know what that's like living in current uh, times. Uh, then there's, uh, you know, since he's in his uh, pilot lounge, he has access to TV now. So oh, now yeah. we get to zoom out Headlines. a little bit more. And we get to do the fun thing of basically seeing what's happening around the world. And this is just, again, you know, their chance to delight in the misery of the rest of the planet, which, you know, you kind of got to do it, right? So it starts off with footage of this woman in labor. Oh, man, this was nuts. And mid, like as she's like pushing, the belly like deflates. And also a nurse in the background just disappears. Right. And it's kind of funny because, you know, sometimes in things like this, they don't allow you – you, you being a person in the 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 rapture or disappearance, whatever, to see it happen, it just kind of happens. But like they have they have footage, right? Of and, everyone of, disappearing. And, if, and if this it's happened, of course there would be footage, of right? That, like random shit going on, right? And it's also interesting because 
at as of this moment, I don't know if they say it later, but as of this moment, they chose to show a woman in labor as opposed to just like a newborn baby. Well, no, as oh. opposed to a, a a pregnant woman, uh, not in labor. So, mm. did every pregnant woman lose their baby? I think yes. Is the is the implication? So they had baby in their belly and then disappear. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what will happen and what they say about that. But yeah, it's like oh, they still deliver the placenta and their belly was flat. Because I thought you were going for like the they did it like just before the baby was delivered to be like even in the womb they are alive they well, are people right. Well, that's what I'm saying is they <laughs> they didn't do that because she was giving birth. Right, right, right. But I bet they did though. I bet that everyone- I would not be surprised. But I thought I thought it was telling to choose this as opposed to. Uh, going to get your first yeah. ultrasound or something Very like that. Very interesting. So, we shall have to, we'll keep an eye on that one yeah. to see if that gets referenced yeah. more coming up. I cannot imagine that, uh, LaHaye or Jenkins are pro-abortion, so. <laughs> Pro-buying them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they are! Oh, don't get me started on Christian adoption shit. I already read that book as well this week. Um, yeah, so in addition to this <laughs> baby disappearing, there are other reports, all kinds of reports of fuckery around the world mm-hmm. going on at weddings and funerals, like. Literally like a shot of the groom sliding on the ring and right then he disappears. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Or like people carrying coffins oh and God. like half of the, the, like the pallbearers like disappearing and then it, the coffin flopping open. Yeah, full and on coffin flop. Coffin flop is real in, in the Tim LaHaye universe. The weird thing too is when they. <gasps> would focus- they be? No, the clothes would still be in there. It's the opposite. Instead of a nude corpse coming out, if right. they got raptured, it would just be the clothes in right. there. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't be, there would be no blue asses and stuff. <laughs> it's too bad. Uh, Another weird thing is that like corpses are disappearing and I think that is kind of a vibe of of the rapture and the lore. It's like yeah, even Christian's bodies uh, are going to disappear, which is like really weird to think about. Yeah, like, I kind of forgot about that honestly. Like all the mass graves of Christians out there are going to cause earthquakes. Yeah, there's, there's just, like disappearing bones from everywhere. Oh man. Yeah, um, what's going on in the catacombs like underneath Paris and such? All those skulls disappear. Paris but, but probably falls just the ground. like part of them though. Uh, like not all. I of don't them. think LaHaye thinks anyone in France is a Christian. <laughs> Catacombs completely untouched. Oh, yeah, weirdly. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a bit much to have a, a corpse disappear, but maybe there is residual spirit essence on it, so. Well, because I think it was the whole thing of, like, God being like, you're going to have your body. It's going to be reunited with yeah. your soul in heaven at the rapture. Yeah, because that, that is part of the lore, is that if you die before the rapture, you, you're just a, you're just a, you know. Your, your soul just soul sucked goes up there. and your body stays but on for everyone earth. in heaven as of right now. Uh, when the rapture happens, they get their body back. And then the people on earth go up to, he- that survive and become Christians during the tribulation. They go to heaven with their body right now. Yes, exactly. And live as eternal beings. They so don't, they don't have to ever be a ghost. Or yeah, they don't have to be separated from, from their, uh, human husk. Right, 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 right. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, mass earthquakes everywhere as all the Christian fish disappear from the ocean. Yeah. Like that. But then there's a high school soccer game, which is really funny. Yeah, at a Christian high school. Get it, get it right. right. Christian high school. Uh, in Indonesia, where all but one of the players is raptured and most of the people in the audience. And then the mute news footage is like, and then the last one killed themselves. Yeah. Like the people like realizing what has happened and then killing themselves. Yeah, they really zoomed in on this poor boy. I mean, I guess if he like maybe he just like just shot out real quick, like okay, can I go save now and then kill himself? That's what you got. So you could be reunited. Yeah, and the way and the way they describe it is like he knew, (laughs) unlike everyone else, he knew he fucked up. Just like Rayford, who also knows. Yeah, this whole segment is so funny to me because it makes me think of like the stand when it's talking about like the aftermath of, of Captain Tripp's like the. The, the disease ripping through, but it's like a much, much stupider version of the stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's still obviously delighting the misery of all of them. But, again, like I said, those are kind of my favorite parts of the, those media. Like the, that part of the yeah, stand rocks. It's, and I found myself also being like, oh, it's kind of interesting to oh, think about. <laughs> yeah, because I think the next several chapters is literally just like – congestion you know conjunction junction congestion ville where like no one knows how to do anything you know it's impossible to get to each other i don't know if it is though actually i feel like it kind of goes back to normal quicker than you'd think Mm. like from my but we'll see i guess we'll see how do they deal with it how do they do yeah my assumption is that chloe gets to rayford surprisingly fast she does (laughs) but i don't know how they get chloe buck and rayford together 
again. I, and I don't know where Chloe went to college. They mentioned it I thought it was Stanford. I think she's like on the West Coast. She gets from the West Coast to Yeah, Chicago. man. She sure does. I'm pretty sure. Hell yeah. Or like somewhere on the West Coast. I think in California is where she is. Yeah. Goes. I mean, you know, the spice must flow. And <laughs> we, I'm sure she just bums a ride or something like that. But uh, it is funny because, you know, you know it's like <laughs> all through the back of Rayford's mind when he's looking at air- phones and people waiting to call there, he's like, Man, but I, I I know it's actually happening. I know no one's going to be there to answer me. Yeah. And just like them, <laughs> they shouldn't get their hopes up. And yep. it's finally his turn in the pilot zone. And there he, he, you know, no one picks up. And he just knows he's never going to see his, yeah. his wife. He knows in his again. gut that they're gone. Yeah. He but, knows what's happened. But since it's the past and answering machines exist, he's able to somehow hack into his own answering machine. Oh, like, he used to be able to do that. You man, I like, don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. And so he was able to listen to his messages, and that's when we find out that his daughter, Chloe, it was not raptured. A college-age woman who's a skeptic, so of course she's left behind. Yeah, she's a bitch. she's a horrid <laughs> feminist. Um, she probably cuts her hair and wears earrings and things like that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a slut. Um, <laughs> she's necking all the yeah. time. Uh, so after Rayford makes his little call home and he does leave a message, hopefully so maybe Chloe. You gotta can, try to. You gotta try. You gotta try. Maybe Chloe will be able to check it. Um, so after he does that, he finds that he, there's a helicopter that he can get on, but good guy Rayford will not leave the airport without Hattie. He's gotta right. help her. And they do keep talking about how Rayford's horny level is zero. It's right super, now. yeah, it's negative. And now. he keeps talking about how ironic it is that he's like, I don't even want to bone down or bury my head in her hair or anything like that. Yeah, because because what happens is he gets on the helicopter. There's not a seat for Hattie, but she only weighs 115 pounds. I don't know how much humans weigh, but that feels light. It's very light. Um, and so she- Hattie's stacked. Hattie's hot as hell. We all agree to this. She's tiny. Probably got big old boobs. Big old she's blonde. Yeah. And, and, and he was like, yeah, sure, she's hot, funny, and smart, but only yeah. for her age. Yeah. Like that whole, like, like, his, like, mental musing about how Hattie's actually not awesome, like, while she's actively sitting in his lap in this right. helicopter. It's like, oh, wait, uh, Hattie's going to get ugly just like all women do in a like, couple years. I miss my ugly wife who's in heaven now. <laughs> my ugly wife that won't <laughs> release my seed. <laughs> my ugly not cool and not interesting wife who loves the Lord. That doesn't take a, a hilarious joke well at all. No. But uh, uh, he, you know, I guess because this situation is only the pilots get the, the airplane or the helicopter. So in this instance, he doesn't feel bad about, you know, taking a seat. Right. And well, yeah, because he's got to get home so he can get back and fly again in the morning. He's an important person. And in fact, he does the opposite. As like you said, he makes them wait and ensures that like if there's a seat, Hattie's coming on. But like you said, there's not a seat, so Hattie has to sit on his lap. And we get to like, man, I ain't horny at all. I'm 0% horny now. Uh, and the horniness levels continue to drop because Hattie gives some dramatic news to yeah. about Christopher the first time. They keep officer. mentioning about like, damn, Christopher fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, because huh? yeah, Rafer's like hearing the other pilots like murmuring like, oh, oh, Christopher, Christopher oh, suicide? Um, so it turns out that Christopher slid his own wrist because he yeah. found out his two sons, his two tween sons disappeared and his wife was killed in a car wreck. Yeah, yeah. And Rayford's like, hey man, if you got nothing to live for, would I have killed myself if I wasn't pining for uh, if if Chloe died and I didn't have anyone to live for, would would Hattie being horny at Hattie be enough to keep me alive? Yeah, it literally it says, would he want to live if Hattie Durham were the only person he cared about? Like, damn, well, you did not have to say it like you, that, dude. Do you not have friends? What the do you fuck? not? Do you not have like a level ninety freaking uh, Final Fantasy fourteen character? You that have needs nothing you? to live for. Don't you like Come flying on. planes and shit? Come on. Come on, man. Get a fucking hobby. Uh, but, but the thing about the way this section is written about Christopher is that they keep like, like, oh, the rumor is this. And I'm like, is he going to come back? Like, right. is he not actually dead? So it's because like Hattie also says he, he didn't look good. I think he was dead. Yeah. So they, they haven't confirmed that he's dead. Right. So I don't know. So maybe he is the guy that I thought, but moves not. But it's also entirely possible that he is dead. And the way they're talking about it like this is to push forward. Like, we don't know nothing. Yeah, exactly. This I, is chaos. You just see dead people and bleeding people all over the place. I do feel like, unfortunately, now throughout reading these books, I am going to be looking for Christopher to come back. Uh, where is he? Where is, <laughs> where is he? I almost went to, like, left behind a pedia. The wiki. Yeah. To see, there has to be one. And I wanted to check out to see if my main man Christopher 
is the guy I'm thinking of, but I'm not well, going there's to. another because there's another pilot that he becomes friends with. Yes, and that's the guy I'm talking about. Okay. That, I like him because he's like a cowboy. Yeah. That I, thought guy. That, I thought oh, that was. Oh, no, no. Okay. Because I thought different. that was Christopher because Christopher different. said cowboyish things. No, this is a different guy. That guy rocked. Yeah, that guy's cool. Okay, so Christopher's probably actually uh, dead. R.I.P. Christopher. Christopher. You wanted to ride a bus, so you deserved to kill yourself, I guess. I kind of think that that's what we're supposed to take <laughs> I, away from I this. really think that's what it is. Like, they're obviously connected, like him being like slightly a dick according to Rayford and then him dying. Yeah, he's like, a weak it, little bitch yeah. so he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle walking. And you know he's in hell. And you know he's in hell. <laughs> so uh, so finally Hetty gets let off the helicopter at her stop and she's all like oh, it's only a mile to my house. I'm gonna walk because I, yeah. I have gumption. I also think this is um kind of making me want to selfishly Check out the first couple chapters of all the other books mm. uh, of the not the like Left Behind two, three, and four, but like of Left Behind Kids and the right. Weird... Like, how does it start and where, when? Right, because Left Behind Kid, the Left Behind Kids series does the exact same thing of like, how the fuck am I getting home? You know, right? Because I, I think they they don't travel, but there is something about like their car being a car park, or maybe that's what happens in this book. I don't remember. <sighs> Yeah, it'd be actually really interesting to see if they – do they start at generally the same point or is it different? They should put out a book that is just this day from like everyone's perspective. Like Like a big timeline? Big-ass misery porn of like, how the fuck am I supposed to get my medicine? Oh, I should have been a Christian. Oh, shit. So last chunk of this chapter, we're back to Buck. He's in O'Hare and he finally gets access to all those emails he was able to download. This is like three pages, but they're insane. They're so crazy. So Steve Plank is Buck's boss at the Global Weekly. I wrote it down this time. That's the name of his paper, the Global Weekly. And the first email that goes out (laughs) is Steve Plank saying – Okay, all you Global Weekly reporters that are not in New York right now, stay put, stay where you are. I want your your missives from the ground. Next email is from Steve to Buck saying, not you. I want you to come to New York because you're my number one special boy. Special little boy Buck, I need you here. I need you here. He needs to lead the effort to get what's to find out what's going on. Yeah, and so he's the only one that can do it. They like kind of give some. Steve Plank kind of gives some like theories a little bit, but his, he's kind of like flip in the way he's writing, but he's also telling Buck. So he's extremely like, it gives me uh, J. Jonah Jameson, like, find out what's going on. Yeah, like, he seems like a more fun. Give me pictures of the Raptor. A more fun, silly J. Jonah. And, yeah. You know, he brings up like other things that are going on in, in, around. <laughs> and I was like, I don't. Yeah, what were you feeling about this, Tim? Because I, I've read this more recently. I was like, I have no fucking idea what any of this means. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Like, wait, is there a good way to say someone's a nationalist? Or, like, so he tells Buck about, like, two groups of Jews in New York. And I'm like, red flag. Yeah, it's already a red flag. Uh, Yeah. Red flag is when a Christian uh, is talking about, um, you know, the Jews being up to something. Yeah, exactly. Not not super fun and chill. It's like, it's going to be... One of two things, and maybe both of them at the same time, which is we love the Jews because those are Jesus' special people, but. and also the Jews <laughs> lead the New World Order. Yeah, so there's like a Jewish national conference in Manhattan, and they, they want to do like a New World Government thing. Yeah, maybe. New World Order Government, it says. And even though, you know, this is a this is just like an uh, exposition dump because Steve Plank even throws in like, hey, they're talking about going back to one in a couple weeks. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to they're go- they're talk about going back to uh, seeing how the three currencies work. Ha! I, I, man, I don't, I don't want to I don't want to switch if we could switch to the dollar. But I guess that makes me a. What, prov- provincialist. Yeah, like, I don't want to be on the yin. Right. And it's just like, <laughs> you only threw that in there, I guess, because Steve rocks, but be- to, like, give the audience an update of what's going on. And there's a conference of Orthodox Jews. Yeah. And he's like... From around the world that yeah. are coming. Not just from Israel, but Jews from around the... Orthodox Jews from around the world. Yeah. And uh Plank, I feel like, delicately, like, they're up to something. <laughs> well, yeah. Weirdly, not as anti-Semitic as it could have been. Right. So his... He... Uh, posits that they are there about potentially rebuilding the temple right. in Jerusalem. I'm assuming he doesn't say Jerusalem, but that's like a big prophecy thing, the yeah. temple getting rebuilt. So, uh, hey, Jenkins are starting to sprinkle in like more of the prophecy shit. Like they're just doing it throughout because it would happen in the last chapter, or right. chapter one as well with the like 
fire in the sky and all that shit. Right. If we, if we put on our, we are Christians, uh, and we, and we are kind of taught this stuff in church, uh, twice on Sunday and once on Wednesday, then things like that are, are make our hair stand on it. Yes. Like, Ooh, it's just reference. like a tiny reference, but I'm like, I know what he's getting at. I know what he's trying yeah. to imply to the people that grew up like we did. God, I wish there was YouTube back then. And then like screen crushes, 99 oh Easter eggs references <laughs> and left behind <laughs> chapter. Hey, one. you know what? That's kind of what we're doing. Hey, actually. Ryan Airy. Wow. Get at me. I want you to go through and point out all of the Easter eggs and left behind. Uh, another thing that Plank just like kind of offhandedly says about these Jewish groups meeting is in talking about the Orthodox Jews, he says, these are not just from Israel, but apparently all over. And they are no longer haggling over the Dead Sea Scrolls. What? Yeah, it feels. What are you fucking talking about? That feels charged. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe that was like I don't know if there was like an incident with the Dead Sea Scrolls in the nineties. I think but... he's just being like flip. It's like, I, I all these was... people are argue. All they do yeah. is argue over like artifacts or something like that. That's what I. That's what I got from it too. That yeah. was very weird. Yeah. In addition to the different Jewish groups meeting, <laughs> Plank also mentions there was a different big religious conference in town. Uh, and Tim, would you read the the quote from his letter about this? The other religious conferences town is among the leaders of all major religions from the standard ones to the New Agers, also talking about a one-world religious order. So cool. Insane. That, I, I, my brain went smooth and I couldn't even <laughs> figure out because he just like rapid fires things at you. Yeah, so yeah. Like Jewish group meeting, one-world religion. <laughs> which is insane. Like n- that would never happen. No. <laughs> and the fact that they are – just talking about it, like, hey, should we have one religion? What do you all right, guys, let's just do it. Should we just put all our, yeah. our completely differences aside? You know, I'll eat this food. You don't eat this food. Like, we don't agree on that. Just like in the same way we just picked uh, some currencies. We're just going right. to pick a few main religions like, and that's Going it. to one currency feels more likely than one religion. Yes. Unless, <laughs> hey, man. Unitarian Universalists out here can bring people together. <laughs> yeah, can you guys like absorb some more people? But the only reason why it's able to happen is because we're in the end times and all the real Christians left. So of course all these, you know, phonies. Yeah, all these, these social justice warrior Christians, yeah. they're gonna be so down with making a one world religion. Yeah, I just wanna bend over and S the D of big <laughs> other religion. So, so yeah, so we've got, uh, we got the gathering of, of Jewish people, we've got gathering of religious people to make a, a one world religion, and then, get ready everybody. Oh guys, the ending of it is so good. Yes. Finally. Yes. Plank drops that Buck needs to keep an eye on the UN confab that's coming up about potentially moving to one world currency. Uh, Tim, would you do this honor reading Thank this you line? So much. I want this for you. <clears throat> Everybody's pretty enamored with this Carpathia guy from Romania. Nobody knows how he wrangled. Is that, no, okay, real quick. The book says wangled. Wangled. I don't know if it was a typo. Or if he, if wangled is a word, or he okay. decided wangled. I, I, it. That's what it says. Wangled. Nobody knows how he wangled an invitation. <laughs> But his international popularity reminds me a lot of Walesa or Gorbachev. Huh. Uh, I believe I don't. I'm, I'm sure I don't know how to pronounce. I think it was like Valenza. I think he, he was a Polish uh-huh. uh, politician. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Nikolai Carpathia. They didn't even say his first name. But they didn't spoiler, say his first name. Spoiler: It's Nikolai Carpathia. Nikolai Carpathia. He rocks. Antichrist supreme. He's the antichrist. <laughs> Big spoiler. He's the antichrist. He's the antichrist. <laughs> uh, Nikol- Nikolai Carpathia rules. Yeah. And the way that they have to, like, sprinkle in how much this guy rocks starting now, we're like, who is this dude? Like, no one ever heard of him, but all of a sudden, he's going to address the UN. (laughs) Yeah, and I was also like, is that a big deal? I don't, I I mean, people talk to doesn't Didn't BTS talk to Yes, they did. (laughs) And it was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. (laughs) I was like... How did B- how did Jungkook wangle an invitation? How do you wangle it? I, I want to wangle one. Uh, well, all I'm saying is it's possible BTS was there at the same time as Carpathia, and that would that'd be cool. I mean, it would be really cool if, if RM just like became the Antichrist. I would follow his call. I think that's possible. But yeah, I mean, I guess when you're first reading this, you don't know that Nikolai Carpathia is the Antichrist. So you just, like, just like, who's oh, this okay. guy? Okay, whatever. I sure hope he uses contractions and sleeps a lot. <laughs> I sure hope he he doesn't have every single member of the UN memorized and able to just Dude, recite it. I'm in so excited. <laughs> I'm so, I, I can't remember at all how they justify some of these scenes because I think 
everyone's splitting up. Yeah. So they're going to Game of Thrones it and be like, all right, we cut back to Buff. And I forget who we're I, – I, mean, I guess Buck's going to get back to New York. Yes. And Carpathia yes. will be in New York. Yes. That's – Tim, that's exactly what happens. But I also kind of feel like Rayford gets mixed up with things really quickly. But weird books. Weird books, guys. But yeah, that's our uh, covering of chapters two and three. Was Gorbachev popular? I don't know. I mean, all I like know – internationally? Mr. Gorbachev – Tear he, down this wall. He wouldn't tear down that <laughs> he, wall. No, I think he, I thought, didn't he tear it down? Uh, guys, now, now, delete that, delete that. I don't know my history on that specifically. I'm sorry. I thought. I try to do so much research to prep for this show, but. Uh, I was going to Google who Velasa is, but I was like, meh. I'm good. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, conspiracy theory alerts for this episode. We got like three of them, like hot and heavy, yeah. like right together. We get another reference to the one world currency mm-hmm. and we get the first mentions of one world religious order and one world Dude, government, new people, world go- order government. People would lose, like, is this just, I know it's a different world because of a lot of reasons, but. Even in like 95, people would lose their goddamn minds if people were like, oh, we're just going to go to New York City and talk about having only one religion. Oh my God. It would be in, it would, there's no way. Yeah. It's completely unthinkable. But again, to get back to what we talked about at the top of the episode, it's really important to remember that the people driving a very significant like political group in our country legitimately believe in New World Order. Yeah. And also they probably think that if it wasn't for us Christians, everyone would just, become, you know, as the world does in, in, you know, in book five and, you know, in, in nine or whatever, uh, as the world gets more weird. Uh, when they focus on how bad the world gets, they talk a lot about tattoo parlors and they like love that strip shit. clubs yeah. and, and yeah. like oh, it's fortune awful. tellers. It's like really, really lame and weird. Um, That's their idea of like what evil is. They're like partying and getting tattoos and their future red, which <laughs> does sound fun. But. It's like, I mean, I also have tattoos, but I just like have my normal job that I do and yeah. it's like pretty boring. I don't really do that much. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's deeply weird and, you know, it is kind of funny to say the only way these things could happen is if there was no Christians around standing in the way. <laughs> but also, I don't really want one religion that sounds bad i don't want any religion yeah i want none of them no thank you <laughs> i'm fine with them existing but i don't they can exist they need to cool it they need to cool it the guy that i was lightly twitter arguing with uh the other day get out of here stop tell me stop it is wait, tim has already gotten a couple messages telling him to read the bible which is hilarious yeah it's like, yeah bitch i did that that doesn't, that <laughs> I already doesn't did typi- that. that doesn't typically happen to me but i got two in one day very confused by it but uh what are you going to do? I'm not going to do that, but maybe we'll have a special episode where we actually pull out some of the, the – because they, they do start talking about the Bible. Yeah, I'm like, sure I'll have is, I'll have to dig into it at some point. Yeah, because like, they, they kind of come up with like the playbook of what's going to happen. Like, see, this, the bowl's going to overflow. <laughs> yes, the Trump judgments at this time. Wowie. Yeah. So uh, we're getting into it. We're yeah. – you know, this is probably the, the – we're about to – the end of the apocalyptic thing. We're going to get into – the more quote-unquote plot of the books, if yeah. that makes sense. The where, mundane apocalypse mm-hmm. after. Which I'm very excited about because, again, the the sort of day-to-day aspect. Like, I am i don't know how people eat at Burning Man. So <laughs> uh, the fact that people are able to get from California to Chicago blows my mind. And, you know, I bet Buck's going to score something so cool to get New York City. I want to re- keep reading, but unfortunately – we have to keep the schedule. We gotta know? keep the schedule. You have to wait until the next episode, which will be in two weeks. So yep. drop every other Sunday, uh, with new episodes. Uh, let us know how you're liking it. Yeah. Let us know if there's any like kind of specific things that you're like, Oh, it'd be cool if you did a deep dive yeah. into that at some point. To, uh, just to give me an idea of what other people find interesting. Yeah. Uh, rest assured that I will be working on my like, Pin board with the red string as far as connecting Tim LaHaye and various, uh, leaders, uh, politicians and such. So. It doesn't seem like it's that hard. It's, it's like, not. It's, like it's not. It, it's more of an issue of just like every single one of these people have so many connections. That's yeah. what I want to see. I want to like map it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're trying to uh, uh, start somewhat slow and then as we kind of get our own vibe and see what the audience is into, then we'll, yeah. Try more stuff, and we want to have fun with this, weirdly. And yeah. uh, I'm having fun already, but, you know, there's sort of so many other, like, fun things to zoom in on. Even, you know, I do mean fun, not depressing. So mm. stay tuned for that. Maybe in seven months we'll get to something uh, like that. But, uh, yeah, anything you want to plug specifically, Jennifer? 
no, I mean, Tim and I are on another podcast together called Greetings Adventurers. It is a 5e live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We just started a new campaign pretty recently, so it's a good time to jump in. Yeah, Greetings Adventurers. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tim Lanning. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer Cheek. That's a good way to touch base uh, with us on mm-hmm. individual little things. And already uh, there's a lot of left behind heads out there yes. um, reaching out and made me really happy to see like, yep, this book is weird and they remember more things than I do. Um, so yeah, uh, 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 love to hear your thoughts and uh, jokes and, yeah. uh, you know, also your interpretations of things, but uh, we'll try to um, keep our chaotic spoiler thing going on. So yeah. Don't, don't quite ruin anything for but us. Some but some things. But who cares? Ruin for mean enjoyment. Confirming about the knife guy <laughs> made me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it's worth it. So. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, uh, like a thief in the night, we're gone. <laughs> Is that better? That's great. I oh, love it. Okay, cool. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.